Secure Act 2.0 finally comes live. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, finally, we got the Secure Act 2.0 after various House, Senate bills, different versions. Finally, the biggest piece of retirement legislation probably in over three years is upon us. Um, President signed it into law, and this is a monster uh, retirement semi-quasi bill. It's part of the monster 4,000-plus page $1.7 trillion spending bill, the omnibus bill. So the SECURE Act 2.0 is tucked into it, and it's a monster. It's almost 400 pages, literally, from 2046 to page 2404. So I'm here to simplify it, summarize, and go through 20 or so the most important provisions for IRAs, self-directed IRAs, solo 401ks, and 401k plans. There's over 90 provisions in the SECURE Act 2.0, which is part of the broader $1.7 trillion spending bill to keep the government running. Um, kind of crazy how they're doing this, literally jamming it down um, everyone's throat, literally zero time to debate it and discuss it. Uh, 4,000 plus pages that probably no member of the House uh, no senator and definitely the president of the United States never, ever read through this. I try to read through 400 pages of the retirement legislation. And let me tell you, it was not fun. Okay, I felt like I was back. Forget about law school. I was, felt like I was back being a tax associate uh, trying to digest all this stuff. But I did it. And I did it just for you guys. So here it is. Let's start with the most monumental uh, provision. And that is increasing the RMD, the required minimum distribution age from 72 uh, to 73, beginning right away in January 1, 2023, and up until 75 in 2033. So over the next 10 years, we're going to go from 72 to 75 years old. Uh, but most importantly, it's starting right away, January 1st, uh, for 73 years old. So if you turn 73 in 2023, you don't have to... Um, well, you should say you don't have to, if you turn 72 in uh, 2023, you don't have to take RMD. So it pushes that year uh, forward another year from 72 to 73. And that starts right away, January 1st, 2023. Um, the next provision, I put this kind of in, in what I thought are, are the most important provisions, but don't hold me to it. Uh, the next one, requiring that catch-up contributions um, for simples, other than simples, be made in Roth. So if you make catch-up contributions in a 401k and you have less than um, $145,000, the Roth contribution, okay? So let me rephrase that. If you make more than $145,000, your catch-up contributions, which is for employee deferrals in 23, the 7,500 bucks needs to be in Roth why they're trying to limit the ability of high income earners to get tax deductions. Although 145,000, you know, I'm not sure you consider that high income earner, but if you make less than 145, your catch up can still be in pre-tax or Roth. If you make over 145, um, gotta be in Roth. And this is just part of the Rothification of the tax code. Um, even though Roth ultimately help taxpayers long-term because you don't pay tax once you're over the age of 59 and a half on your distributions, it, it certainly will help treasury short-term because there's no deductions. Deductions reduces taxable income. So 
all politicians are very in favor of Rothification because it helps them um, pay for things because there's no reduction in tax revenue. This is a cool thing. Next one, higher catch-up contributions for individuals who are ages 60 and 63. Okay, so under current law, if you are over 50, you get a catch-up contribution, right? Whether it's 7,500 for 401k plans, 3,500 for simples, or a thousand bucks for IRAs, the new bill will increase it from um, 60 to 63. So increases the term limit, the limit from either $10,000 or 50% or more than the regular catch-up contribution in 25. Um, and that's for ages 60, 61, 62, and 63. They are an index for inflation after 2025. So this becomes effective in 2025. Okay, so it's not for 23 or 24. And the simple IRA contribution goes from 3,500 um, it would be up to either a greater 5,000 or 5,250 in 2023. So again, this is very good because this is prime retirement age, 60, 61, 62, 63. This is hopefully when you're making a good amount of money, you can sock away a chunk of money and they're going to give us the ability to go 10,000 or 50% of the regular catch-up contribution in 2025. Uh, but again, this is going to start in... Um, 25. Um, this is interesting. Uh, for anyone who has a 529 plan, if you have excess contributions, meaning there's nowhere to spend it anymore, there's nowhere no more qualified education, the kids are done with school, grandkids aren't starting school yet, you can always move it into a Roth IRA up to the limit. So every year you can do, let's say, 6,500 or 7,500 if you're over 50 um, from the 529 into the Roth. Instead of having that excess money taxable, going away so you can push it into a Roth IRA. That's pretty cool. The next one is allowing simple and SEP contributions to be in Roth. Right now, a simple, which is 15,523 plus a $3,500 catch up, or a SEP, which is a profit sharing plan, which is 20% of your comp or 25% of W-2, up to 66,000 in 2023. That has to be pre-taxed. They're letting you do it in Roth. Again, Rothification, all about turning pre-tax into Roth to limit deductions. They are going to allow uh, Roth 401ks to basically um, not have RMDs. Um, now there's no RMDs for Roth IRAs, but for Roth 401ks, there's still this dumb RMD rule, which you can get around by just rolling the Roth 401k into a Roth IRA, but they're just going to solve that problem. They're going to index IRA catch-up contributions for inflation. It's about time. So we're not going to be capped at that $1,000 if we have high inflation, right? 6,500, 7,500 if you're over 50. That's going to go up a lot, hopefully. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully because that means there is high inflation, but um, something to consider. They're changing the rules for auto enrollments into 401k plans. Um, basically, they want to make it easier and they want to make the um, escalation higher. So auto enrollments um, are going to be a minimum of 3% and a max of 10%. And they're going to auto escalate one percentage point per year up until 10%. The idea is if you auto enroll people, they're generally gonna save more because they're not even aware that they're saving for retirement. So the more they do this, the easier it is. And obviously the more money they'll have in their retirement plan. This is not gonna be for solo Ks. Simples will not be part of this. So it's really for just uh, regular old 401k plans. Um, pretty interesting provision. The next thing is they're going to change how the savers match credit. 
Now, this is generally uh, for income filers uh, make 71,000 or less married file jointly. They're going to change the way the saver credit's given. And instead of just giving you a credit, they're going to dump 50% um, of it into an IRA up to $2,000. And it's a good concept, right? They're going to need to kind of figure out the procedures for doing this and getting the money from the IRS into your IRA. Um, but the idea is that, hey, instead of just giving you a credit, let's actually give you cash in your IRA. And I, this is something I actually wrote about and actually sent um, you know, multiple communications to the IRS on this. This is a really good thing because instead of just giving you a credit to reduce tax, and when you make 71000 or less, like you're not paying that much tax anyways, here they're actually giving you money. They're giving you cash in a Roth IRA. So it's a really, really cool provision and I'm you know, super in favor of it. Next thing is they're doing a retirement savings lost and found. Um, before, and just so you know, I did a whole blog on this, which I, um, I'm i sure if you Google Secure Act 2.0, self-directed IRA, it'll be the first thing that pops up. But um, I'll also, this, this will be on our news section on our website. Um, There's a lot to digest, I know. Um, I also, may, I'll also actually include the link in the description so you can check it out and kind of read through it in more, um, you know, more leisurely because you know I'm going through it quite quickly because I know people don't want to hear me talk for an hour on these provisions. You'd rather digest it on your own time, which is fine. So just an FYI, I'll put that in the link. Um, they're going to do a retirement savings lost and found that's going to be run by the DOL because there's billions of dollars lost to um, job transitions where people just literally change jobs and they don't even know they've been auto-enrolled in a 401k and, and the money sits there and, and gets lost. Um, so hopefully this will help them find it. Um, safe Harbor IRAs, they're, it's part of the lost and found. A lot of people don't realize when they leave a job and they have less than 5,000, which is now 7,000. Um, a lot of 401ks will send it to an IRA custodian who's supposed to look for you, um, not always successfully. And generally the IRA just gets depleted for fees. So they're going to make it easier to move to the Safe Harbor IRAs. And hopefully you can now find that money through this lost and found. Um, they're going to do something also an extra provision on finance emergency savings. So up to a thousand dollars, this is effective for 2024. You're going to uh, be allowed to take a thousand dollars out without the 10% penalty, one emergency distribution per calendar year, you know, a thousand bucks, what do you do? Honestly, uh, the way things cost today. Yeah, it's great, but it doesn't really do much, right? If you got severe medical expenses and things like that, I guess you can always do a hardship. Um, but they're giving you an extra thousand bucks. Hopefully it will help, but not, not super um, focused on that. Um, they're also letting you set up emergency savings accounts up to $2,500, um, part of a 401k plan. It's going to be treated as Roth contributions that you can pretty much take out anytime you want, um, penalty-free. So that's pretty cool um, and highly compensated will not be part of this plan, but it's like a little emergency fund that you can like sock away, have it grow without tax and use it if you need it. Um, kind of a better idea than the emergency savings plan. They're doing new startup credits for 401ks, giving you even bigger um, incentives if you're a small business owner to save basically um, doing a, a credit from 50 to 100%. So again, I'm giving um, members of the Dems, the Republicans, Ways and Means Committee, Senate Finance Committee, a lot of credit for incentivizing retirement savings. This is really good. This is a great bill. Just for the record, I am super in favor of literally almost every provision in this bill. Um, unlike Secure Act 1.0, which was passed December 
2019, which had uh, you know stretch IRA provisions I didn't love and some other stuff. I, I actually liked every provision in this bill. Uh, it's a great bill, and I, I commend members of the Ways and Means and Senate Finance on both sides of the aisle who work together. Um, they're doing also something interesting. Um, they're going to allow employers to make um, vested uh, matching non-elected contributions as Roth as part of 401ks. So this is an interesting thing. If you're doing non-elected contributions, you're going to be able to do this in Roth as well. Um, next thing, which is good for IRA prohibited transactions. Right now, if you do an IRA prohibited transaction, you get caught, your whole IRA, all the assets in that particular IRA gets blown up. They're going to change this to act more like a 401k so that if you do a prohibited transaction, only the IRA assets associated with that specific prohibited transaction will get blown up. Everything else will stay intact. So that's pretty good. Uh, next thing they're doing, uh, something that helps student loans. They're going to let 401k uh, employers um, doing matching contributions use some of those funds to help pay student loans, kind of treat that the same as uh, a matching contribution, non-taxable. Um, for student loans. Um, and it's going to be uh, for purposes of non-discrimination and safe harbor rules, be, be permitted to make matching contributions for student loans uh, instead of just going into a formal K. Um, so pretty cool stuff. They're also going to allow you to do like cool little incentives um, for making formal K contributions, like $25 gift cards, um, things like that. They're going to make it easier to incentivize people to save which is cool. I'm all for it. Um, they're going to make self-certification of hardships easier. So you, now if you have a hardship, meaning you want to take money out of an IRA or 401k, um, especially a 401k for a significant financial need, severe financial hardship, you have to go through your employer. It's kind of a pain. Now they're going to make self-certification a lot easier. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, God forbid domestic abuse, they're going to let you take penalty-free withdrawals. Um, if you screw up RMDs, which you know we did during COVID, people get older, they don't understand the RMD rules. Now there's a 50% excise tax on what you fail to take in as a taxable distribution. I'm going to reduce that to 25%, which is pretty good. Um, this is important for solo 401ks. Right now, to be deemed a full-time employee, it's either 1,000 hours or th two consecutive, or sorry, three consecutive years of 500 hours or more. They're going to change that to two consecutive years of 500 hours or more or a thousand hours during the year. Why? To make more employees eligible to be part of a 401k. This could hurt solo 401k plans because obviously three years of 500 hours is going to be uh, harder to satisfy than two years of 500 hours, 500 hours. So it could turn some solo Ks into full-term ERISA plans, which again, um, members of the House and senators wanted more people to be participants in a 401k. Um, they also want to allow, uh, they're going to give you penalty tax exceptions if you're terminally ill, take money out of a plan. You know, that should have been part of the same idea as domestic abuse. Like that should be a no brainer. Um, so I'm happy they're doing it. They're going to do some stuff for simple IRA contribution limits. If you have an employer with more than 25 employees, um, they're going to um, basically increase um the catch-ups which is pretty good um so another thing although simples aren't too popular they're going to let you if you have a simple terminate at mid-year which you're not allowed to do now as long as you go into a 401k 
Again, transitioning, making it easier for businesses to offer 401k plans. And um, the last thing, which is was kind of um, not well understood, is if you do excess contributions to an IRA, right? You screw up, you do an excess contribution. There's an excise tax, but there was a question whether the 10% early distribution penalty will apply. Well, the answer doesn't apply. You pay the excess tax, but you don't pay a 10% penalty on top. So that's um, you know something uh, that's now clear. So like I said, there's a lot to digest. I broke down out of the 90 plus provisions, like 25 or so that I thought were useful and the most important. I would not suggest going through 400 pages in this bill. It's a nightmare. It's written literally um, by not even lawyers, by um, you know actuaries. It, it's so hard to digest, but I got it. This is all you're going to need to know. I'm going to put description in this podcast for the blog I wrote that summarizes all this in detail. So you uh, can go back through it and kind of check out what you missed or if I spoke too quickly or didn't focus on a particular area that you had a question on. Hopefully my blog will address it. If not, obviously reach out to us, um, info at our financial, or if you're a client, you know where to find us. And we'll um, obviously answer any more questions you have. There's also a YouTube live video on this, which I'll go through uh, in more detail, all of these provisions. So we're going to tackle this Secure Act 2.0 in much more detail over the coming months. So don't worry about it. But the only thing that's going to start immediately is the RMD. So if you turn um, you know, 72 in 2023, you got another year. Whereas if that provision wasn't in, you would start taking RMDs um, you know, 24, April 1st. So you're going to have that extra year of time. So all in all, really good bill, super supportive of it. Um, good stuff. And again, shows members of the House, both sides of the aisle, senators on both sides work together. It's such a pleasure to see when members of the House centers work together to get things done. Gives you hope for Washington. Um, again, obviously, this is not a big, big controversial issue like gun rights or abortion, um, things like that, where I'm not sure we're ever all going to agree on. Retirement savings, most of us, all of us can agree it works because it's based off mathematics um, and it's less controversial than abortion, gun rights, things like that. So it gives me a lot of confidence that uh, the people in Washington really want to do what's right. And this is a perfect example of that. Now, on the flip side, maybe we all should have had a little bit more time to digest this 4,000-page omnibus bill, but now it works. we got to keep the government funded, and uh, we just didn't have a lot of time. Plus, obviously, Christmas, storms brewing in, um, across the country. Members of the House, senators want to get home, be with their families on Christmas, so didn't have much debate, and it is what it is. So Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I appreciate it. Happy, healthy New Year. Hope you're having an amazing Christmas holiday season. And uh, talk to everyone again next week. Take care. Happy holidays. Mm -hmm.